What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number 23 of Beef's Beef. We were actually supposed to start like 45 minutes ago, but me and BJ got off on a tangent talking about random stuff. Shocker. Yeah. I know our listeners would never believe that to be yeah. true. Yeah, uh, and I'm sure that tonight, me saying, oh, uh, we don't really have much to talk about means we'll have a three-hour episode. But I also want to put in there, I, I mean, I think that conversation was like 50-50. I don't think that was 60-40 me talking, you know what I mean? So... <laughs> Uh, we were definitely both talking. It wasn't, it was, yeah, it was definitely both of us talking. Yeah. I just want to make sure that was noted in that conversation as well. Yeah, too. I, I said we got off on a tangent. It was, that was definitely a, a 50-50 statement. Right. I mean, I started the conversation no, w- and then we went back and forth with it. That wasn't passing the blame on you for tangents. <laughs> that was making sure based on our last episode that, that the first 35 minutes of being here wasn't just me talking. There was some <laughs> contributions on your part as well. For sure. Uh, but like always, we are sponsored by Crystal Lackey at Century Mortgage, which is a, I guess you would say, subsidiary of Bay Equity. I think so. Big, I, big words for you all. I don't know the corporate resolution that took place, yeah. so I'm not positive exactly the we're, relationship. But if you guys haven't figured out, we read a thesaurus before this week. That's right. So we're using big words for T-H-E-S-A-U-R-U-S. you all. T-H-E-S-A-U-R-U-S. Thank you. Yes, yeah, the source. Again. I knew uh, it. Dude, I, just notice you were rocking the ones. Thank you. 2006, bro. Those are those are still crispy for 2006. Got some creases in the toe box. That means that you wear them. Those are still really crispy for 2006. You're welcome. I, I didn't. Th- I didn't thank you, but all right. Oh, sorry. I thought that's what you were saying. No, those are nice though. Thank you. I like those. Old love package black toes. Uh, they they are like uh, a Mr. Gem. Deeds. Yeah. Got the black toe. Gem in my collection with the calf socks. By <laughs> the way, these are the gem of your collection. Like the earth. So let's. These are your favorites. No, there's no chance. What's your favorite shoe that you own? It's like picking a favorite child. It's impossible. I don't have any kids, so it's easy for me. That's. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, no, there's. I can't do it. It's not. There's even, not a shoe that you're just like. Yeah, I could wear these every day. No. What's the most comfortable shoe you own? That's fair because you're not picking a favorite. I know, but it all depends on what you're doing. I hate to say this because it's such a cliche answer, but those the Yeezys with the boost in the bottom okay. are stupid comfortable. I know people say it all the time. They're like, oh, Yeezy. You know I hate. Like, I, I like the design of the Yeezy Calabasas, which is like an old man style looking shoe, way better than any of the popular Yeezys. But that boost technology that's in them is stupid comfortable. The shoe I'm playing in right now are the Kobe 8s. That's the basketball shoe of choice. Couldn't do the Kyrie ones anymore. They're hurting the heel. Obviously, got to go with the retro Jordans, but not for comfort, just for styling yeah. as well, too. Um, I, although I do notice that a lot of kids, I mean, I guess it's always been like that, are wearing retro Jordans still. Yeah. And it's like, you figure that shoes nowadays have better support, comfort, everything, but I don't know. A lot of people seem to be playing well in them. Maybe they get the inside of them done up differently or something. No, that's the thing. I mean, when they're re-releasing, there is some new technology in these. That's why I like these Kobe's. I was just telling you about that release Friday. They're called the Protros. So what they do is they take an older Kobe, they update the technology in them, and then they re-release them in the same color. I mean, subtle changes where you would know automatically just by looking at them if you're a sneakerhead that they're not – or I hate using that sneakerhead term. If (laughs) If you're knowledgeable about the shoes, then you would know the difference just by looking at them. Yeah. But otherwise, they look very, very similar. But back to the task at hand. Yes, please. Call Crystal Lackey. 
if you need a uh, re- if you need refinance your home, if you need to get a mortgage, uh, either one. 502-615-0743. Check her out online. You can check her out on CenturyMortgage.com backslash crystal dash lackey c-r-y-s-t-a-l dash l-a-c-k-e-y it's kind of like crystal you know it's the finer things in life if you need a good mortgage check her out for sure uh i don't know what crystal is by the that's way a but champagne well i knew that but i don't know anything champagne uh century mortgage is a division of bay equity they are equal housing lender mls number 76988 Crystal MLS number one seven three five nine seven nine. I wonder why they have to have individual MLS numbers too. I don't know. I mean, I know there's obviously some reason, but have the company and the personal. I'm gonna have to look into that. But I think I've got the most controversial statement that has ever been said in the intro, and I'm leading off with it. I'm gonna get hot and heavy. Have you ever heard of a little thing called the birthday paradox? Um, maybe I may have I may have heard of it, yeah. but don't know it by that name. I don't guess recall it. I, yeah. I can tell you, I think I had heard of it as well too, but the percentages involved I didn't recall. But the reason why I asked you is you just celebrated a birthday recently, I right? Did. And it's episode one hundred and twenty-three. Shout out to one two three episode, and it's the greatest number of all time 23 we're taking it back in time and so if you were well let let me define this better the birthday paradox states that if you were to take 23 random people and put them in a room there's a 50 percent probability that there will be somebody who shares a birthday now not the same birth year yeah just the like for example august 4th there would be two people who have that, but only twenty-three people. I didn't. I did not know that. But what's funny is uh, I share a birthday with a guy at my work. See, at school I shared a birthday with two different people. How many people do you have in your room at work? Well, he's in a different department, but he works like right beside my department. Mm. So in my building, I would say there's probably sixty people in my building. But like just in right by my department, I'd say there's probably like thirteen. So maybe the room is key then. Yeah, I mean, because he's he's pretty much in the same room. Right. No, I'm just saying this. I don't know why they said put him in a room. I mean, that's just a phrase. I, yeah, I'd say not... there, there's actually like twelve. Really. Twelve, and he's and he and I share the same birthday. What I wanted to do was make a post on the Facebook page, and not tell anybody what it was, except for the mm-hmm. listeners, obviously, will know. Yeah. And say the first twenty-three people. Put your birthday on there. But uh, let me finish this as well, too, because that that would be a fun test to see if the birthday paradox is true. I mean, it's a 50% chance, so I guess that wouldn't really tell us anything, by the way. But Okay, poor poor planning on my part. We'll rethink that idea. But then if you take 70 people and put them in a room, that increases the probability to 99.9%. Whoa. But to get 100% probability, you have to put how many people in a room? 100. 367. Because think about it. There's 365 days in a year, but there's also February 29th, so technically 366. And then to get two of them to have the same. So, yeah, 367 people, it takes you to get 100% probability. Point number two. 
I don't know if you ever heard of a, a little guy by the name of John Forbes Nash. He's kind of a Nobel Prize winning economist. He was also the subject of the film A Beautiful Mind. Great Sh- movie. Shout out to Russell Crowe. That is a great movie. You know, Russell Crowe has been in some classics. Gladiator, got to be top 50 of all time. <laughs> I love that you went that far <laughs> back. Like, I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but I realized that I'm in the minority of... Not, of wow. Like, I don't hate it, but, like, I wasn't as big a fan of it as everybody else was. Yeah. Like, Dark Knight, I actually hated that movie. So, like, that I, one I would say I'm in the minority of, but I actually hate it. But Dark like, Knight can't be top 50. There's people that would say Dark Knight is their, is the best movie ever made. I've seen people talk about that. Wow. I don't... I. How many movies have those people seen? I'm probably not very many. Listen, I like the Dark Knight. I can't put it Speaking in the top Speaking of 50. great movies, yeah. you know a movie I rewatched over the weekend? Uncut that Jeremy, Gems. Jeremy watched... Oh, I did rewatch Uncut Gems again. Did it's you? on the fire stick, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, no, it's a classic that I know you've seen as well, that Jeremy had never seen. And we finally convinced him to watch it. Invincible. No. Oh. You said classic. I did. And I'm talking about The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah. It's classic. Yeah. That well, was his first time seeing it. Hilarious movie. Great it's acting. so good. So good. And you always forget how great Matthew McConaughey is at the beginning of that movie. Yeah. So He's so good in that movie. So that we, we were talking about that. And then the next day uh, at the game, I saw Steve. And I was talking about how, you know, we'd show, and he was talking about different movies he had watched and he just watched the lincoln lawyer which i haven't seen i haven't seen either i wanted to see it but mcconaughey's in that as well but i told him to check out oh, no i did see that yeah i did see that he was talking about mcconaughey and he was like ah, i don't really know i said no dude, you need to watch dallas buyers club yeah have you seen that no but i didn't hit bale christian bale's in that as well too right uh no it's just Matthew sure? mcconaughey I don't I'm, think Christian I'm pretty Bale's sure in Christian Bale's in there because i think he lost like 70 pounds to play that role like he looks that was what matthew mcconaughey did Oh, maybe I'm yeah, just Matthew confusing Mc- the two. They both lost weight for movies, but I can't remember what the movie was that uh, Christian Bale lost weight for. That I don't might think have it was been that one. one, The Fighter. What was yes, the- it was It was the fighting movie. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. but The I- Boxer, Cinderella Man? No, that was the guy. Jo- Angelina Jolie? I, <laughs> I don't know. We're mixing them up. But uh, McConaughey is phenomenal in that movie. In a movie that I haven't seen, that everyone claims is a fantastic movie. That's they say is easily McConaughey's best movie. Is Interstellar? Really? I like Matt. My brother puts Interstellar in his top five movies ever. I don't know why I've never been able to get. I know this is not like Star Wars category, mm-hmm. but I've never any type of sci-fi or. I mean, uh, what was the super Armageddon? You didn't like Armageddon? I, it's I pretty mean, good. You know, I like, I've watched it. It, yeah. w- it would never be a movie that I was going through my DVD collection and went, yeah, I got to throw Armageddon back in there. You know what I'm saying? That's that's kind of how I grade a movie. Like, Friday? Oh, yeah. I'm throwing that in there. Uh, Training Day? Oh, yeah. Great I'm movie. Putting that in there. Um, but I don't put those type of movies in there. If we weren't ending too late, I would yeah. watch Uncut Gems again with you again, just because I like that movie that much. I'm gonna I've watch seen, it. I've seen point. it twice, yeah. and I would definitely watch it again. Sandler's a G man. I love. I and love. Dude, whole... Garnett is phenomenal in that movie. I think, yeah. and he's only playing himself, but he I, for acting in his first movie, I thought he did so well. I think that's great, though, that the role he could play because it makes sense. And uh, from what you've told me, as well as other people have told me, you know, he's like you said, being himself, and that's a very. Uh, it's a great movie character, in my opinion. Well, Jimmy Kimmel and Adam uh, Adam Sandler was on the Jimmy Kimmel show uh, last week, and 
he, Jimmy Kimmel said something about he like dared Adam Sandler to get Kevin Garnett to come with him. He was like, so I did. So he, they brought Kevin Garnett out there, and they're talking to him, and this was like Jimmy Kimmel had obviously already seen the movie, and he was like, man, you were fantastic. And Garnett was like, I literally just played myself. Right. And he goes, and Jimmy Kimmel said, this was really interesting to me. He goes, sometimes that's the hardest role to ever play. That's and a good I was point. like, I never, I didn't even really think about that, but he was like, because you, 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 ex, you try to act, but literally all you have to do is just literally be yourself. Right. And, he's, and the expectations of the role are going to be substantially more when they're, they've got yeah. an image in their head of what they want you to be. And some, I think it was Tony. Tony was telling me that this movie has been in the works since like the nineties and that those guys have tried to get guys like Kobe and Amari Stoudemire to play that role, and like and they ended up landing on Kevin Garnett. Really? Yeah. So that's that's what's even crazier about it is that it's gone that far and that long with the story and stuff. I think it worked out. I mean, I think Garnett, off the top of my head, I I would like to see a guy like Garnett in that position. Now, I don't know the character super well because I haven't seen it, but obviously, Fun Guy Gill to me would be a good one to add in there. A Swaggy P. Type guy would be fun. It's it would be tough to add. It doesn't. Fit I, the I don't want. I don't want to give anything away about the movies for people that haven't seen it. Because right. I I realize there's other movies out that people want to see before Uncut Gems. What? Myself, that I mean, there's Star Wars is out. So I mean, I've realized that I like Star Wars, but Uncut Gems. As soon as I saw the trailer, that was the movie I wanted to see before anything, just because I love Sandler. The weekends in it, and it's got Kevin Garnett in it. The weekends in it too. I didn't. He's know He's only he in it for like maybe five minutes. Right. What? But, hey. So funny story. I'll tell you a story about that as well. Yeah. So he he knew the directors or something or some somehow he got a copy of the script. Okay. He read through the script and he said, "This movie is phenomenal. I want to be in the movie." And they were like, <laughs> "Like we're already done." He was like, "Just find a way for me to be in the movie." <laughs> So they I add, will pay you to so they the added movie. him into the movie. So like his role is not really anything to do with really the the plot of the movie, but he's in the movie and he's in there. I mean, I guess it does have a plot point, but not really. I don't know. Yeah, they did a really good job knowing that story. Now they did a really good job at adding him into the movie and making the movie seamless with it. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't know. I mean, I hadn't even heard that. I didn't know he was in that. But yeah. also, I'm not a huge weekend fan, so I I didn't research that i do want to see uncut gems you know i haven't i haven't gone to a movie theater you just let me know bro i will go again no i'm not going but i i haven't been to a movie theater in 11 plus years what was the last movie you saw in the movie i don't uh the simpsons so it's more than 11 years (laughs) oh my god i've never seen that dude oh you've never classic movie So, so i actually sang a song in that movie spider pig no it was uh Song by the Carpenters, but I forget the name of it. Um, Who'd you go see The Simpsons with? My buddy Mac, my buddy okay. Blake, and a couple of other individuals that will not be named on air. <laughs> but those are my buddies, so I'll name them as well. But yeah, it was a good time and good movie. Definitely worth checking out The Simpsons. Well, movie see, I was fans. never a Simpsons guy. Like I didn't hate Simpsons, but I never really watched it. So it was never something that like I got into. You know that makes the movie probably tougher to enjoy. But I I was never a diehard Simpsons guy. Like if it was randomly on uh, and I wasn't watching anything else, I'd laugh at it. I played the video game. Remember I told oh, you about the video that? game was great, classic. And so 
when the movie came out, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great movie because it actually had kind of a storyline to it. And South Park. Have you you've seen South Park? Oh, I love South Park. So South Park, the movie I had never seen. And uh, 2009, I think. It was Bigger, either, longer, and uncut? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 2009 was the first year that I saw it uh, because Mac's uncle in California had it and, and was like, what do you guys want to watch? And somehow he suggested that for us. And he was so excited about it. I forget what those awards are called. Maybe an Emmy or a Grammy or yeah. whatever they are. He said that it should have won one <laughs> <laughs> that movie was funny in some parts, but it got really, like, it got really, like, I don't know, uh, towards the end of it, really. Yeah. It, the beginning it, of it was really funny, though. Oh, it, I mean, it was so odd. Uh, <laughs> but there, there's some songs on there that are extremely yes. inappropriate. But the tune and the words in the song will forever be embedded in my head. And right now they're going through my head and I can't say them because they're, it's a terrible song, but it's hilarious. <laughs> the one talking about Kyle's mom? About his uncle, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and telling him to yeah. not speak, I think, is, or shut his face. Yeah. And then calls him the name. Classic, though. So hopefully some people can recall that. But anyways, back to the original thought. So the reason why I mentioned that movie is because... The person who that movie was about, John Forbes Nash, he was obsessed with the number 23. And unfortunately, it was featured prominently in his battle with mental illness. His breakdown began when he claimed a photograph of Pope John XXIII on the cover of Life magazine was him. And that's kind of not a good thing to do. But the proof being that 23 was his favorite number. So that's why it happened. Now, Nash also published 23 scientific articles. So 23 had a recurring theme for John Forbes Nash. But shout out to all those involved. Great movies there that we mentioned. Uh, fun fact number three. In the disaster movie Airport. Well, notice I said disaster movie because was wasn't a big hit. But now, I, don't, I don't think I know what that is. You don't remember Airport? No, hmm. is that the one with? Wait, is that the one with uh, Tom Hanks? I don't even know, to be honest. So how did you say? <laughs> Wait, you don't remember this? No, oh, is it this one? I don't know. Sounded good, man. That's a good air right there. But yeah. anyways, the bomber was in seat number twenty-three. The number of crosses on Calvary at the end of the Monty Python film Life of Brian is twenty-three. Uh, they didn't write that about me. That's a B-R-I-A-N, not B-R-Y-A-N. Have you ever seen uh, Quest for the Holy Grail? Monty Python? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, it's been a long time, though. You haven't seen it, have you? That's why I you have. just said I that. I have. I fart in your general direction. Yeah. I've okay. seen that movie. Touche. I've seen, seen that it. movie a bunch of times. Bring Out Your Dead? <laughs> yeah, that movie's great. I probably haven't seen it in 20, uh, less than that, probably 15 years. It's been a while. Um, in Die Hard with a Vengeance, a train derails in Subway Station 23. If you can't tell, dude, I'm putting in the deep research, let bro. Me, let me uh, break your heart real quick. What? Never seen any of the Die Hards. That doesn't break my heart. Die Hard's a Christmas movie, though. Let me break your heart. Bless you. I, I don't actually believe that Die Hard is a, classified as a Christmas movie, but I've heard that If Die Hard's a Christmas movie, so is Friday After Next. And if that's a fact, then but Friday, Friday, after next, Friday After Next is the best Christmas movie. Friday After Next is a Christmas movie. Yeah, because they they're, they get robbed by Santa Claus. Yeah, during Christmas time, and it's about Christmas. Yeah. The lead characters in the Coen Brothers film The Big Lebowski 
another now i'm not gonna say top 50 i'm gonna go top 40 on that one now this one yeah, will break you just, your heart. I've never seen it. I thought you ended up watching it. No, you have but, mentioned it, but it is one that I intend to watch. Okay, and I list. do, and I do think that I will like that movie. Oh yeah, you'll you'll thoroughly enjoy that movie. But unfortunately, I've got a spoiler alert for you right here. The Big Lebowski only used Lane Twenty Three at the bowling alley. Power move, bro. Power move. In the TV series Lost, not one of my personal favorites, but was very culturally popular it was one of the combination of six numbers that haunt the characters they have to input to a computer to avoid an unknown fate was 23 that's a lot of information just to tell you about a trash tv show yeah you know what i'm saying but i i had to give it to you because i'm sure we've got some listeners who like that lost show and i also re- you lost me that's right I think they lost a lot of viewers when they told people that was just a figment of their imagination at then. Spoiler well, alert. I, yeah, I mean, I don't think they lost. They didn't lose viewers. That was the last episode, wasn't it? I mean, I've never watched an episode of it. Or actually, no, I've watched some of it. But it, I watched enough to know that it didn't interest me. I have never seen any of it. When I hear the storyline, and I'm one of those guys, I don't even give stuff a chance. And then to hear, to, I remember to see the devastation on people's faces the next day. I, I think I was in school still. Yeah, I think I was still in school as well. But I remember the conversation about it. Everybody's so excited. And then they come in the next day and they're just like, oh, it was all just a dream or whatever it was. It wasn't really happening. Yeah, that was hilarious. Um, fun fact number four, Manchester City has not assigned the squad number 23 to a player since 2003. And it's actually because of a good reason. The player, Mark Vivian Foe, collapsed and died while playing for the Cameroon team on June 26, 2003. R.I.P. Mark Vivian Foe. Hopefully I pronounced his name correctly. Sorry to interrupt. When did you all start calling this Rory Williams Court? Uh... I think this year. Didn't I tell uh, you because it got outlined? It used to be Dean Smith court, obviously. I was about to say because I don't remember it being on the court like that. You know what? Since uh, he wins today, then he overtakes Dean's yeah, record. They, they were showing that when you were reading. He might. That might be the reason. I really don't remember. I'm going to be honest. I think it was this year, though. They're both at 892 wins. I thought it was seven. Pretty sure it's at eight. Could be. I- or eight, oh, 897. That yeah. might be true. I thought you were saying 700 and something. I thought it, it, might, was, it might be 897. I thought it was 897, but you're right. It might be 892. Whatever it is, is a, it's impressive. Uh, also impressive is fun fact number five. The author, William Burroughs, was obsessed with 23. And I bring this up because there's some interesting things about him. While living in Tangiers, he met a Captain Clark who ran a ferry between Spain and Morocco, right? And one day, Clark told Burroughs that he had been doing the route for 23 years without incident. Uh, commentator curse, bro. Later <laughs> that day, the ferry sank, killing the captain. Oh, and, man. Yeah. While Burroughs was thinking about the incident, a radio bulletin announced the crash of a Flight 23 on a New York to Miami route, and the pilot was another Captain Clark. And those events prompted prompted, excuse me, an obsession which saw Burroughs record every occurrence of the number twenty three for the rest of his life. Now, if that was me Sounds like you. 
Yeah, that was me every time I used the microwave. I'd have to notate it. <laughs> uh, fun fact number six. I mean, I, I hope you're enjoying these. I, I was, I like these a lot more than the last couple of ones recently. Fun fact number six. The average lifespan of a human, whether male or female, is around 23,000 days. So if you're counting your days, you know, could be 23,000, could be less, could be more. Average is 23,000. Fun fact number seven, Shakespeare was born on and later died on the 23rd day of the month. Oh, Bill? R.I.P. Oh, Bill Shakespeare. Shout out to Billy Boy. Um, Tiger Woods was actually a record breaker. I don't know if you ever heard of the guy. He was a heartbreaker, too. Oh, very true. And a Buick breaker. His his then wife didn't like the windows on his Buick. (laughs) And she did some redesigning and decorating on those windows. I heard with the golf club, which uh, was possibly a one iron. It's very impressive, Mr. Baycott. Yeah. You were looking down when it happened. I was like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, it was nice. Uh, But the youngest golfer before Tiger Woods to win the Masters was Jack Nicklaus, and he was 23 years of age. The Earth axis has an estimated tilt of about 23 degrees, which allows our planets to have our seasons. Shout out to Earth. Uh, are you a flat earther? Uh, no. Has that phase ended yet? Or is it still... I mean, I don't really think it's a phase. I think people honestly believe it. Yeah. So, like, I don't think it's something that's ever really going to go away. Because you're going to always have people that are just like, oh, yeah, Earth is flat. You know, I've heard some decent arguments, bro. I've not. I haven't either, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. But... <laughs> Eddie Bravo gives uh, a lot. Kyrie actually was on board for a while, and then he. Uh, kind do you of... believe the? Uh, do you believe the sentiment that he said that he was just? What? What? what he took was it, it back. Yeah. He took it back, and he said that like he was just naive or something, like he didn't really believe it, or people were naive thinking that he was being serious. He said something to where he was try, like trying to make that reporter look dumb, but it was like, bro, you said that. Right. Like you, you were standing behind that when you said that. And, oh yeah. And now you're backing off and trying to make this reporter look dumb. We have it on video, bro. Like you were the one saying that. Well, my question is what your question is, I think, and that's did some was he given information? Did he do some research that made him change his beliefs? Yeah. Or was he genuinely never sold on it and was kind of being circ- I I think it was maybe he changed his mindset. Maybe he was still on board and he wanted this is the other option in that category. Maybe he still believes that the earth is flat, but he doesn't want the people to know that because it's a secret society of flat earthers now. <laughs> the Illuminati of flat earthers. They the flat earthers Yeah, you got to watch out for them, bro. Uh Fun fact number 10. I got 13 total because I figured I'd go lucky number 13 today. One of your favorite bands, Blink-82, they had a song. Blink-182. That's what I said, didn't I? No, you said Blink-82. My apologies. I I I actually do like Blink-182. That's the first time I've ever been right when I said that you liked them. One of their favorites. They had a song called What's My Age Again. What's My Age Again. Classic song. Nobody likes you when you're 23. That's right. Thank yeah. you for the quote there. And that is actually a good song. I will give them that. Uh, and their drummer's a big MMA fan as Travis well, Travis Barker? Yeah. And he's uh, met with aliens before. I don't know if you knew that. No, that was the singer. Foo Fighters, right? Or was no, that, that Blink-182? No, that was the singer from Blink-182. Yeah. They, that actually, they kicked out of the band because he claimed to be <laughs> to, to see aliens. 
Oh man. Yeah. Yep. It's, he's no longer with Blink-182 because they kicked him out because of that. The road life will do that to you. Don't. I don't know if you've ever read about Travis Barker and all the chaos that's around, like plane crashes and a bunch, bunch of not good situations. So I don't know if <laughs> getting kicked out of the band was the worst thing that ever happened to that guy no, anyways. Well, no, Travis Barker's still in the band. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. If you're like riding planes with Travis Barker and, you know. I don't know. That guy, oh, uh, I can't think of his name. Like I know his name normally, but it's just slipping my mind right now. But he is, he is. They uh, kicked out of the band. It's been a couple of years, and they're asking you to be the lead singer. I won't go see them. Like they, they came somewhere close to here. I didn't know they were still touring. To be honest, they toured with Lil Wayne last year. Oh, I didn't know Lil Wayne was still touring. Yeah, Lil Wayne actually dropped out of the tour because people were booing him or something. Oh man, yeah, it was it was bad. I, I actually did go to that's the last concert I've ever been to in my life was a Lil Wayne concert in uh, Cincinnati and I was there to sell light up toys and it was actually pretty enjoyable surprisingly enough I went to Jack Harlow a couple months ago well that was pretty recent and not as good as the Lil Wayne concert but hey teach your own. I played basketball with Jack Harlow the other day he no, looked you did yeah after we saw him at Roosters or Cluckers the one day no it was just a lookalike let, let me get on so Sorry. I can finish this off uh, fun fact number 11, 23 is a single by Mike Will Made It. Now, I actually didn't know that until the other day because mm-hmm. I thought it was Miley's song. I knew Wiz and Juicy J were on there, but it's a Mike Will Made It song. And I, I've got a little bit of an early beef with this song, a little bit of a bone to pick, so to speak. First of all, you know, it does have a catchy beat. It is about Jordans, but what a terrible song, bro. Like, have you ever listened to the words in the song? And how yeah, they say them. It's catchy. It is very catchy. That's what irritates me because it's a terrible song that's like kind of catchy. There's a lot of songs like that, though. That's a good point. I would say most of the catchy songs are like that. But in the song, Miley is talking about wearing J's. And most of the songs, she isn't even wearing J's, bro. She's wearing heels of some kind. She also, I don't know, if you're going to have to do some research after we get done here. Mm-hmm. Very disrespectful to the Michael Jordan jersey. Okay, bro? It's not a Michael Jordan jersey. Yes. No, it's not. It says Cyrus it, on the back? No, it's a red jersey with the number 23 on it. It's just a red jersey. With it doesn't say Bulls? No. Are you positive? 100% positive. We're going to have to research this again. I mean, I, I can pull it up when you're reading. You, you say this because you know this. I trust you. But I felt very disrespected, disrespected for Michael Jordan's sake. Now, you do know there's two Michael Jordan jerseys in there, which I say Jordan jerseys. Maybe mm-hmm. they're not, but there's two red jerseys. One of them she's got cut into like a top and a skirt, and both of them say 23 on it. Nope, you're right. It does say Bulls on it. I'm oh, sorry. How did you get that wrong? Because it looks like that. Oh, you, you, <laughs> you were looking at the 23, not the Bulls. Is that yeah, what's going on? I got caught. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyways, so yeah, very disrespectful to the I Michael Jordan. I don't think Jordan it's disrespectful jersey. at all. I I think it should not be represented in that form or fashion, and also I think you should speak for yourself. Okay, I, I will. I am speaking for myself currently. Wiz doesn't even like Jays. You know what I'm saying? How's Wiz Khalifa gonna complain about Jordans and then sing a song about him? Boo! Does doesn't work for me. Also, a big MMA fan now as well. Uh, fun fact number 12. Have you seen The Matrix? The series? No. Oh, no. 
I haven't. You're really losing. I'm really losing my uh, credibility in this episode Dude, with movies. The Matrix and the Die Hard fans are coming after you, bro. And what was the Big Lebowski? But the oh, Big Lebowski yeah. one, though, I intend to watch. The other ones, I don't know if I ever really intend to watch those. How many months do you have to watch the Matrix movies? Because those are lengthy. But there are actually some of them. Well, were. Ryan's going to remind me of the bet or of the deal that we made. Probably uh-huh. over ten years ago. Uh oh. So that's a long time. I have too. to watch him at some point because we made a deal to do that. The Matrix. Yeah, I'm. I made a deal because he didn't want to watch Lord of the Rings movies. Oh which man, are very good. Yeah, but both of those movies are very there's long. There's three. Uh, there's the Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, the, the Two Towers, and Return of the King. Right. Well, he watched but all I, three of them. No, but I'm saying both of those oh, genre both those series. or series. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I need. Yeah, so I need to watch the Matrix ones. Yeah. But I gotta hold up my end of the bargain. I think just like the uh, Lord of the Rings, there will be parts of the Matrix. He tried to pull his hair down with him. Just like the Matrix, there there was good parts in the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe maybe it won't be as bad as what you're thinking. But in the Matrix Reloaded, the architect tells Neo of its utmost importance to choose 23 people to repopulate Zion. Now, why 23? I don't know. You know, I'm sure there's some significance to it, but. Once again, he needs 23 people. And final fact of the evening. Number 23 is a 2007 film starring Jim Carrey. And it's about a man who's obsessed with the number 23. It's a great movie, too. I actually have not seen it. Is that a horror movie? Uh, I'd say it's more of a thriller. Okay. The reason why I say that is because it looks very scary when it came out. I remember not wanting to see it because I, I'm not much of a big scary movie guy. You get scared? I get a little frightened. You know what I'm saying? I wet the bed on occasions. Or sometimes the couch. Or sometimes my pants. But all of them ended wet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm leaving that one alone. Okay. Well, then we'll go straight into the who am I. And, and I got two of them this week for you. We're going back to the huge. We'll start with the hints to inform all the listeners who haven't listened in a while. We're going to try to guess a player. They're most notably known for wearing the number 23. John guessed Derrick Henry on the first hint. Really? Because he says he's the only person he knows from that place in Florida. That's impressive. He said, as soon as I heard it, I knew who it was because that's the only person I've ever heard of being from there. you got to admit, though, John's pretty good at this game. He is. I, I think he'd give you a run for your money. Well, for sure. Um, There's not too many people out there that I think would. He's one of them. I wouldn't. I'm going to be honest. When I'm doing these, it's fun researching a lot of these, and obviously I know going into it, so – it would never be fair, but I had that thought the other day. I thought if you did these, I would probably not do so well. <laughs> but that's why I'm glad that you're guessing and not me. So, fun fact number one: born in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, not too far from us. The local flavor. Listed as six foot, two hundred and twenty-nine pounds is fact number two about the individual. Fact number three actually played fullback in high school fun fact that's that's important doesn't sound like it's that important right now that's important fun fact number four he was drafted in the second round of the 2014 nfl draft fun fact number five he's actually been on five nfl rosters and has played for four nfl teams in his short career that's a tricky one. So you got to think of a journeyman here. 
And also, I don't know if you knew this, but there's not many NFL players who wore the number 23. A lot of defensive backs, actually. Patrick Chung, did he wear 23? He does. He was the second on my list. So if that tells you anything, we're, we're in for the long haul. <laughs> uh, point number six. So let, let me refresh all the listeners at home with a couple of those, right? Born in Cincinnati, Ohio, six foot 229, played fullback in high school, also was drafted second in the, or excuse me, second round in the 2014 draft. He's been on five NFL rosters and played for four teams. Fun fact number six, his senior year of college, he had 1,282 rushing yards and 14 touchdowns, even though he was suspended the first three games of the season. Very impressive to me. By far, he, he didn't do much before that. By far his best year of his college career, not even close, right? And hint number seven, he played college football at Ohio State. He was originally drafted by the 49ers. So John's definitely getting this one, by the way. His NFL teams, in no specific order, were the 49ers, the Browns, the Jaguars, the Chiefs, and the Texans. And he will need to have a good game on Sunday to help his team control the clock and beat the team who signed him in this offseason but traded him before he played a game with them. Who am I? So think of the teams oh, who are man. playing this week. Okay. And then think of their – I mean, it sounds as if to me if he's got 1,282 rushing yards and 14 touchdowns in his senior season of college, he's probably running back. Yeah. And then think of the teams that I mentioned, the Niners, the Browns, the Jaguars, the Chiefs, and the Texans. Out of those teams, there's what, three teams playing? The Niners, the Chiefs, and the Texans? So you got three options. And then Cincinnati, Ohio. I don't think that really helps you. No, I can't, my mind is completely blank on this one. Think of their running backs for those teams. And I'll, I'll give you one further bonus hint, okay? Mm-hmm. You watched him play last – well, I don't even know if you watched him, but he played last week as well. He played last week as well. This is I can't give you any further hints. Yeah. That was almost cheating there. I'll go on to the next one. I'll let that stew. Let let that pot stew a little bit. We'll go to the probably the basketball player. I'm not gonna guarantee okay. you, but probably. Born in Memphis, Tennessee is hint number one. Hint number two is that they are listed as six one one hundred and seventy five pounds. Hint number three, probably my favorite fact of all time on Who Am I. Great story. You got to look it up. I'm not going to go into full detail. But he actually bought McDonald's for a man who was attempting to rob him. Classic right there. Hint number four, he was actually on MTV Cribs when it was popular. Did you know that? I think so. I don't even know if MTV. You Chris told that story about the McDonald's thing on here before. That's true. It was a power move, I believe, at one point in time, early on episode of my career of Beef's mm-hmm. Beef, and great power move, probably one of the greatest power moves of all time. Um, fun fact number five: He's actually good friends with Bow Wow. You know, I like to call him Calvin Cambridge. 
Yeah. But some people know him as Bow Wow. Uh, I'm sure he's got another name as well, too. I just call him Hey Calvin. Uh, fun fact number six. He was actually featured on Meek Mill's I Want It All. I didn't know that one. That's the one that would have stumped me. But he's he's a rapper. Uh, fun fact number seven. The reason why I put this as number seven is because I knew you would get it right away if this was earlier as well. But Drake actually wrote a song about him. Uh, the song is titled Six Man, and it's off of the If You're Reading This, It's, it's Too Late, late album. Yeah. Or I think actually that was a mixtape, wasn't it? Yeah. Technically. And then well, I'm actually going to give a bonus hit for all the listeners at home because, you know, I need to give them this information. Because if you haven't known this, this is one of my favorite people of all time. He uh, also allegedly, I got to throw it out there, has two girlfriends who are both happy with being <laughs> two girlfriends. You know what I'm saying? So it's okay. And he also was mentioned, as you stated, in a previous Beef Beef episode when I mentioned. Two episodes, I believe. Yeah, two episodes. I forgot that I did have him as a well, power no, movie as story. from someone else. Well, let me give the story when I mentioned him twice. We already said the power move of when mm -hmm. he was getting robbed and then bought the dude McDonald's. Basically, the guy said that he was famous and he loved him and it was the city that he played for. And so he wasn't going to rob him. So he took him to McDonald's and bought him a bunch of McDonald's. I think it was like $100 worth of McDonald's or something crazy. Um, but he was also mentioned on a previous podcast because remember we were having a conversation of who I'd rather do a podcast with over your brother, Ryan. Yeah. And there was not many names that I was naming, but like this guy was one of the three names I think I mentioned. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And you were dumbfounded by it. And, uh, he's got to be one of my favorite basketball players of all time. Who am I? That one, that one was pretty easy. I agree. But you knew I had to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like Kevin Martin was another option if I wanted to try to get a little jiggy with it. Um, who was the other one? Oh, uh, I do have an additional who am I. Uh, one hint, the greatest player of all time. LeBron James. Nope. Good call. Nope. Good call, bud. <laughs> After our conversation on the website that everybody got involved in, but a little-known website called The Face of, of Book. I figured that one. I up. left that went to back to MySpace. I missed my joke there. I, I forgot to put it in. I'm still mad because I can't think who the first one is. Like, I think you've stumped me. And there's, like, nothing Ooh. you can say that can, like, get me to think of who it is. I don't think so. I tried to think. I, I thought hint number seven would be the one that would be the most notable. Played college football at Ohio State. Drafted by the Niners, played for the Browns. I think the, I got it, actually. The Niners, the Jaguars, and now the Texans. Yep, I got it, actually. I just I don't know how it came to me, but it did. That's good. So, do you want me to go ahead and say who it was? Please do. If This is this is my guess, at least. Okay. Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde is correct, bro. I don't know why it just came to me out of nowhere. I don't know, but it's good that it did. It's good timing. The second one. And uh, all of my points were correct on him about being an important piece in this game. Yeah. The second one. Um, I. The, the other hint that I was saying, my coach, my old high school coach that I had on early on in the podcast. Gatewood? Uh, JT. Oh. 
Gabe would coach against me when I was in high school, and then I coached with him. JT Henderson, whenever I had him on early on in the podcast, yeah, he was a grad assistant on the Georgia team that this person committed to. Right. Under Dennis Felton. Was the uh, last player to enter the draft uh, right out of high school, right? Yep. Oh, I mean, technically now that there's... class, yeah. Right. But technically now there's been guys who have played overseas. And there's actually... Did you see... Uh, is it Scruggs? Jay Scrub? No, uh, Jalen Scruggs. Oh, Jalen Scruggs. No. Is uh, talking about... He just committed to Gonzaga, which was Gonzaga's highest commitment of all time i think he's ranked six right now something like that in the power 100 top 100 Mm -hmm. but he's saying very realistically he's he's got a chance at going overseas he's talking to multiple different teams over there gotcha um but the number two was uh lou williams sweet lou my main man uh, that conversation we had before this, and I said I had no idea who that person was that was playing with us. Yeah. Not the one that you were looking for, but the one that was beating up Cam. Oh. That's who it was. Okay. Yeah. That's that's my buddy. Yeah, he just asked me to be his friend. Well, by the way, him and the guy who you mentioned, uh, you you didn't know that, or you were hoping, or I'm wording this incorrectly, you were thinking was going to be substantially better used to have a two-man game that was almost unguardable. And I mean that in all sincerity. Like, could could not stop it. Dominant. Um, so, going to the locks of the week. My lock of the week was wrong for the second straight week. Yeah. My Which team. also meant that mine was wrong. Yeah. How many locks you got this week? Do I need to make you go first? Twelve. How many do you, do you really have 12 again? No, I, hey, again, I never had 12. You had 12 two weeks ago. I had eight, I think. Yeah, go, you go first. Okay. Well, do you want me to notate the ones that I hit and missed then? No. You, you don't even say, have fun? You just say, hey, I hit this many and missed this many. Okay, well, then I that's missed. What you, that's the new rule because you put so many locks of the week, you just say, I hit this many and missed this many because it I only takes have, so long. I only have four. I missed the Patriots and the Titans game. That was a four-and-a-half-point spread. Titans end up winning that game 20 to 13. Yeah, we all know they won the game. Oh, okay, I was just making sure that so was noted. So does all of Facebook, so does all of Twitter, so does all of ESPN. Everyone knows, and everyone let me know. I didn't. I knew that you were watching it because you're a fan, and I wasn't going to rub any salt in the wound. And I had obviously hoped that you all had win to make my lock of the week correct. But I also missed, if you were wondering, one before that. So I knew my lock of the week was already off. I I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to you, but I hate the Knicks. Did, did I mention that? How about the Trailblazers were four-point favorites going into Madison Square Garden, and the Knicks end up winning 117 to 93. I don't know if you knew this or not, but the Knicks were on a three-game or what would have been a three-game winning streak if they won that game, and that was their first one of the year. Um, very disappointing to see. Needless to say, the least. Um, also, I don't know if you saw this, but their first game of the year, uh, the Blazers beat the Knicks 115 to 87. Mello did have a good game, as I was noted as saying. And Damian Lillard, your favorite player, went five for twenty. Terrible. I do like Damian Lillard. He's not my favorite player, but I do like Damian Lillard. I do. But watching him more this year, they're really not doing too well. 
Him and CJ still are averaging 20-plus. What they, do you think about the rumor that CJ McCollum may get traded to the Sixers? I could see that being a very – if, if it's Josh Richardson, do it. I don't know who – You're the, not going to get CJ McCollum for just Josh why? Richardson. If you're going to get CJ McCollum, you're giving up somebody like Tobias Harris. If it's Simmons or Tobias Harris, don't do it. You're not going to get – no, there's no way that they would make you give up Simmons. Cork Moss, bro. Cork Noss is what you should say. <laughs> I if you're going to get CJ McCollum, you're probably going to give up Tobias Harris. And I would probably do that. No, I wouldn't. I like CJ McCollum a lot. I you think know. that would work out for both teams. Oh, it definitely work out for Portland. Tobias is nice, You've bro. never been a real high guy on CJ McCollum. Yes, I have. He's Lehigh, bro. Every time I talk about him, you're always kind of downish on him. No. I, I love CJ McCollum. Too. I love CJ, too, as a player, but I think him and Dame, with the team that they had around him in the past, should have won something. Uh, I think they've got great role players around him currently. They've got big-name guys. They're not doing so well this year. I just don't think CJ uh will be a guy who can be your two guy and win big things but he's always going to demand a uh major contract you're going to have to pay him and so you're not going to be able to pay other people well you're already paying Embiid you're already paying Simmons you're already paying Tobias I mean I know if you're getting rid of him that takes that off the books Richardson's got a big contract Horford's there I get why they would look at that um not don't do it Please, Sixers, don't do it. Or or actually do it and just trade Josh Richardson, remember? Last two ones, you're bored. Texans, I had correct over the Bills, two-and-a-half-point favorites. That was beautiful. Ended up finishing as a three-point game. And then I also had the Cincinnati Bearcats over the Boston College Golden Eagles in their bowl game and cover that pretty heavily with a 38-6 to win when Cincinnati was only seven-point favorites. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep the momentum from those two wins going this week, and I'm going to roll that into the Seattle and Green Bay game. Four-point spread. Green Bay is the favorite. Who am I taking in that game? Seattle. Seattle is correct, bro. So Seattle at Green Bay plus four points. Uh, I'm just going to show you this so you see this. On my paper, what do you see on there as number two on the lock? UNC minus four and a half versus Pitt. Oh, funny that it's on there and I didn't mention that to you. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to lock it in. I'm taking my favorite team. I'm being a homer. I, I saw it and I thought. Uh, you know, I'm, I don't have a problem with you. 879, we're both wrong. Whoa. We said. Well, no. I said 892. You said 897. I've got that thing where I see those. I had the first number right, but the last two numbers if I didn't. We were on, if we were on uh, prices right, you would just have one number right. I know, and I would also be over, and so I wouldn't be eligible yeah. to participate. I would lose, so I think that wouldn't be good. But I'm taking North Carolina in this game we're watching right now. Four-and-a-half-point favorites over Pitt. I'm also – this is the one I told you I was most worried about, and I think it's on right now too. I don't know that. But Wofford as a five-point favorite at Samford. I do think that Wofford team is not that great. I don't think Samford is that great. It's a very intriguing game to me, um, so I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to take Wofford. I'm also going to take the St. Louis – what are they, the Billikens? The Billikens, yeah. 11-point favorites over George Washington – 
And then I'm also taking Duke as 11.5-point favorites over Georgia Tech. I just watched this Georgia Tech team. I watched their uh, point guard who shot 18% for the year come out and absolutely set Carolina on fire with 25. It's probably not going to happen again. I am a little concerned about uh, Green. Was it Wendell Green? No. What's his last name? His brother, Moore. No, Wendell. Wendell. Yeah. Is it Moore? Yeah. Uh, just had hand surgery. I'm, I'm having a tough time with names today, if you can't tell, <laughs> and numbers. He just had hand surgery, and he is projected to be back at some point this season, but the injuries continue to hurt Duke, which most of the times I'm okay with. Tonight I need them to cover that 11.5. Is it? Yeah, that is nice right after your game. Yeah. And I think they'll cover that too. Georgia, That's all you got? Georgia Tech's not that great. Yep. Well, I didn't cover last week with New England. This week I'm taking – the Tigers on Monday. The Tigers? Yeah. I'm taking the Tigers on Monday to cover the spread. What about the Bobcats? I'm talking about in the cha- national championship. I'm taking Ooh. the Tigers to cover. LSU. I don't know why I didn't follow What's you Clemson's there. What's Clemson's mascot? Are, they're not the Tigers. Yeah, they are. It's the Clemson Tigers versus the LSU Tigers. Oh, man. What, I'm a, taking, che- what I'm, a cheater, bro. I'm, no, I'm taking Clemson. I was just wanting to see. I just wanted to gauge your reaction. Yeah. Clemson's six-point dogs. Clemson is the Tigers? Clemson Tigers? Clemson Tigers. That's not a very scary paw print. That's why I got to say. They're not a Bengal Tiger. Murals is a freaking footprint. That's scary. That's not scary It's got scary tar at all. on the heel. Do you, kn- there's nothing do you know what scary that means? about that at all. He stepped in a paw patch, bro. Well, you never played for the Bucks. <laughs> But, no, I'm taking Clemson to cover the six points. Oh, I yeah. thought it's five points. I'm oh. Five and a half is what, it, is hey. what it's like. Trending. But yeah, the trending one, but it's still headed at six on ESPN. Good. Take so that I'm taking six, Clemson then. covering the six. That's not fair because I saw it at five. And I think that. Well, I think they win, so I would take it at five anyway. You think Clemson wins? Yeah. You know what I think is going to happen? I think Clemson is a slow-starting team on occasion. I think Clemson's going to come out and not be ready to play. Actually, I I don't even think that's the case. I think LSU just is going to come out hot. And I think the second half, it's going to get a lot closer than what it should be. And I think there's a chance that Clemson could cover, but I don't think Clemson wins. To me, you have to beat Clemson for me to think Clemson's not the champion. Yep. And, like, they they just – they have – continuously proving me wrong and i'm not gonna let that keep happening so if i lose because of it oh well but last year i thought they had zero shot and they absolutely obliterated alabama yeah like i thought last year's alabama team might have been one of the best teams ever and then they just got absolutely manhandled and clemson was the first team to ever go 16 and 0 i do think this year was a year that i would have liked to see additional teams in the uh the tournament so to speak yeah I, I'm thinking six off the top of my head. Do you have anybody else who you would have liked to add to make it eight? There's, I'll be honest with you. I'd have been fine with just three and just giving LSU a bye. Really? I don't think Oklahoma deserved to be in it. I felt I mean, that was one of my most confident games whenever I picked on that on right. that bowl game thing. I didn't. I, Oklahoma didn't deserve to be in it. To me, there was nobody else that really deserved to be in it because they had beaten. They had lost them their way out of it. But this is the way I look at it. I think as far as deserving to be in there, I agree there was three major front runners. But I think there's other teams. I would would like to see Alabama against some of these teams. I I know they were without Tua, and that's a big difference. I mean, they lost two games, didn't they? Yep. And and I also would like to see Georgia 
who I believe also lost two games. Is that right? Georgia lost to LSU. And Bama, right? And Bama, yeah. And so I would have liked to see both of those teams in there as well. I, I couldn't think of another team that I was you – know, See, I, the thing was, though, if you put Georgia in there, then that means that they're going to move Ohio State or Clemson to the three – or to the four line. Or they would have moved Clemson to the four line. Because you're not going to make Georgia and LSU play again right after they just played. Right. That's, I, the, that's the problem. I get all that. I'm just saying as far as I, I think this year would have been fun to see additional teams in there for me. And I'm sure there's an argument to be made every year, but for me this year was one of them that I thought I'd be intrigued by seeing additional games. And it being on a Monday, I still am not sure I'm sold on that either. Yeah, I mean, at least it'll be after the open gym. So Ooh, I think it doesn't start until 9. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so. yeah, I mean, Man, that's going to be a late night then. It is. I didn't think about that either. So yeah. you got Super Bowl coming up. I mean, that's obviously a while. I gotta get away. back on Super Bowl Sunday, man. I will be going to Chicago that weekend. Really? And I just realized that was Super Bowl Sunday. But if I mean, my team's not in it, so I'm still wanting to watch it. But it's not as like, oh man. Yeah. You know, my team, if they were in there, I would have had to order seventy five dollars worth of Spinellis. Yeah. And saved, I would have happily saved done your that. Stomach. Yeah. It saved my pocketbook more yes. than my stomach. So, speaking of the NFL, playoffs started last weekend, and uh, both of our teams lost. Shocker for one of them. Yeah, I can't believe your team lost. Yeah. Yeah. Devastating. It was – so, let me give you a rundown of how me watching the game went. Okay. So, first half, I sat right here when we were sitting, watched the first half. and Which uh, is surprising to me. uh, I was waiting to get together with – Jeremy and Smitty and 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 uh, Joey and all them and Daphne yeah. and Cooper. So uh, I was just waiting on them to let me know that they were done eating. So about two minutes before the first half ends, they're like, "Hey, we're at this place. Just come here." I said, "They got the game on." He said, "Yep." Shot me a picture. Boom. So I went out to this place called Patrick's. It's on French. Shot Avenue. you a picture just to prove to me that it was on the TV, dude. I mean, because I'm not going if the game's not on TV because it's a playoff game. Inappropriate, though. I don't think Schmidt should no, 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 be sending no, no. you those type of Jeremy pictures. Jeremy sent me the picture, and he sent me Whoa. a picture Whoa. of a TV showing that the game was on. Just took a turn for the worst. Jeremy, you shouldn't be taking pictures of Smitty like that, bro. Yeah. So I rode out this place called Patrick's on uh, Frankfurt Avenue. Patrick's? Mm hmm. Some hole in the wall bar that they were at. And uh, I sat at the bar next to Joey. And listen to the most off-the-wall drink orders I've ever heard in my life. Really? It was, like, I remember one of them was a mango absolute with uh, with Sprite and something else. And I was like, what the heck did that do? What? <laughs> Another dude said. I don't know what that any of that is besides a Sprite. A <laughs> whiskey diet with a splash of 7-Up. And I was like, dude, are these real drinks? Professionals. These guys have been practicing. I just, you know, I just went with the Old Faithful, uh, some Angry Orchards. Don't know what that is. Either. That's uh, that's the hard ciders. Oh. Oh, no, they're, they're fire. So oh. I was sitting there watching the game, and everyone in the entire place is cheering against New England. Oh, man. Everyone. I'm Which not, is typical. You've gotten pretty used to that, right? Uh, until they lose, then I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. When they win. But that's not because of that. It's just because you're already in a bad mood, and that just makes it worse. Well, Smitty made it even worse. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So I'm watching it, and I'm already mad. Like, they throw that pick six. 
and Smitty yells, tighten up, and then goes oh, and gives some no. ran, random dude a high five. And I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna ignore him. It's whatever. I knew this stuff would happen. Who's Smitty a fan of though? He doesn't have a team. He's one of those guys that cheers against the Patriots, and then when you, then when they win, he says, "Oh well, I don't really care." <laughs> so, um, he's one of those guys. So, um, he then says something else right into my ear, and I get a little angry. Oh no! And he later apologized, but I was pretty angry at the time. So, almost came to blows, fisticuffs. I don't think we would ever really come to blows, but I told him to to get away from me. I said, get away from me. Yeah. And he was like, what? And I may have said some colorful things whenever I said, get away from me. (laughs) But I felt at that point it was warranted. So Yeah, not colored with Crayola. No, it was definitely colored with uh, a Sharpie. It was definitely Sharpie colored. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's how I, uh, I spent watching that game. Yeah. So it was great after I watched Louisville lose earlier in the day. I'll tell you how I spent watching my game then, and I'll one-up you. So I had a philosophy that this year, the games I've been watching, they, you know, my team's not been doing so well. And the games that haven't been on TV that I haven't been – well, actually, I think technically you can watch every game now with illegal streaming services. But, <laughs> you know, I would never do such a thing. So, anyways, more of the story. A lot of the games that I wasn't able to watch or portions of the games that I wasn't able to watch, the Eagles were playing well and winning. And so I told myself, I'm not going to watch any of it. I'm going to record <laughs> it, right? So I do that. But, of course, then I get antsy. And so I think it's potentially over. And it was probably 7.50 or somewhere around there. Anyways, when I turn it on, guess what I get to see? Josh McCown getting, I guess technically it counted as a sack on the fourth down. And you're like, why is Josh McCown in the game? I just was. That, I, that's probably what you were thinking. Right? Like, no, why is he in the game? I was or thinking, did you why? You know, Wentz was hurt. I was thinking, why did I just make my team lose? <laughs> because there's a good chance if I wouldn't have turned that on, Josh McCown was picking up that fourth down, and the Eagles were converting on the two point conversion. I'll tell you this, man. That dude needs to pick up a new barber. That's what he needs to. He looks like Biff Tannen from from Back to the Future. That won't fix his lip. No, it has nothing to do with his lip. It's his hair. He looks like he bullies kids for profession. He looked like he was trying to uh, lick a freezer in Biggs, and his upper lip got frozen on the thing and then pulled off. It happened to you. Well, it was my tongue. It wasn't my lip. But his looks like it actually happened. Mine really did happen. But anyways, so I'm I'm the reason. I hate to break this to everybody. I'm the reason why the Eagles lost. I'm very sorry for that. I want to apologize to all my Philadelphia fans and brethren and sisterin. Sisterin. And maybe next year I'll do better and not watch important games. <laughs> so, speaking on the Louisville game, or I guess we can preview for so upcoming games this week with the Patriots losing and the Texas and the, so with the Titans winning and the Texan Texans winning, the Titans move up to play the Ravens because the Ravens. Uh, with them being the number one seed, they get to play the lower seed, so they play the Titans. Right. They play late Saturday night. Uh, Ten early, point spread. Early Saturday is the Texans Chiefs game, I believe. I forget which time is what game, but like I know you, the I know the Ravens is late Saturday. I just don't know what time the other ones are. No, Texans is Sunday. 
Is it? Okay. I'm so. pretty sure. I'm getting ready to look it up. But I, I, if I remember correctly, because what I say Sunday on my thing, remember? Oh, yeah. So, but the Chiefs play the uh, Texans. The Texans. And in the NFC, you have the Niners and the uh, Vikings. And you have Seahawks. this. No, the Seahawks play the uh, Packers. The Packers. That's yeah. what I was saying. I was hoping. Yeah, yeah, the Niners and the. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, the Seahawks go travel to Green Bay to play the, the Packers. So, I think you should have two really good games in the NFC. I think they should be good. Saturday, 435, Minnesota at San Francisco. Saturday evening, Tennessee at Baltimore. Sunday, 305, Houston at Kansas City. And 640 is Seattle at Green Bay. I think the best game of the week is the last one they're playing. I think that Seattle-Green Bay game could be maybe a, a, a recent classic. I think it could be a really good game. So as far as the spreads, you're correct. The uh, Minnesota-San Francisco game is seven. San Francisco's the favorite. Uh, Baltimore's a 10-point favorite. Kansas City's a 10-point favorite. And Green Bay is a four-point favorite. But I think realistically, the team I told you I was confused about is the Titans. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've been hot lately. Will they be able to run the ball against Baltimore? Will they be able to stop the run game of Baltimore? Um, So that's one that I think, Baltimore could potentially cover the 10, but they were not winning games handedly at the end of the season there. So that 10 points is a lot of points in the NFL. And then the other one that I really thought about taking was Houston and Kansas City. Um, Houston's an intriguing team. They're so jack on Hyde, though, man. Like, right. so, like the think of the Baltimore game. The Baltimore game, they look like one of the worst teams in the NFL. Right. And then you see them, uh, I mean – well, to Playing me, against even that's the next week or two weeks later, and they beat us. Yeah. What also think about? It, they played Tennessee twice at the end of the year, and they beat them once and lost to them the other time. But it was just different outings. I mean, they look completely different. Watson's going to have to be able to run the ball for that team to be successful. Obviously, he's got one of the best receivers in the league. Yeah. I don't think uh, there's many. I think Thomas is better than him. Probably. I think Julio is in the conversation, but I'd probably take. Uh, Hopkins over Julio right now. Yeah, I don't really think anybody can really argue that Michael Thomas is the best receiver with what just what he did this year. Right, Especially not year. having well, I mean this year breaking the receiving record for most receptions in a season. Right. And then and that's without having his quarterback for what almost half the season. Uh for five games. Yeah. So maybe five. A fourth of the season at least. Yeah. It's very impressive. And he's a great receiver and does not drop many passes. No. Perfect teeth, too, by the way. I don't know if you've seen that. I don't know if they're, what are they, implants or whatever you call them? Uh, my veneers. Veneers. I don't know if they're yeah. veneers, but his teeth are probably the most perfect teeth I've ever seen. Your teeth graded on the NFL level. I hear you, bro. Well, it was after he got the the receiving record, he was talking, and yeah. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, I, they're absolutely perfect. Those things cost a lot of money. Oh, I get, yeah. It, it, More than I make in a year. I guarantee it. Though they look perfect, I can't believe I keep saying that, but they do. I'm gonna have to look into it. Uh, so I'm I'm excited for the playoff weekend. I mean, I'm anxious to see what Lamar does. I mean, I'm not one of those. I, that's who I want to win is is Lamar and the Ravens now. Yeah. But I'm not gonna be one of those people that jumps on a bandwagon and says, "Oh yeah, I'm Team Lamar." Like Raven. Like so, you aren't gonna uh, tighten up and high five random people. No, I mean I want Lamar to win. And if Lamar's in a Super Bowl, that's who I'm going to cheer for. And that's who I'm going to cheer for in the playoffs. But 
the rest of the games. Like, I don't hate anyone left in the playoffs. Yeah. I just want to see good games. Yeah. I hope that the Vikings don't win. It's the only thing I hope for. Yeah, they did. I, I didn't. I don't know. I, I thought that ending was kind of crap. I kind of felt like he pushed off. So I'm glad that you mentioned that, not because I think it's crap also. I, I had this thought, and I, I'm sure there's a rule about this, but speculate with me, right? Okay. What happens? They they challenge that play, right? And they call offensive pass interference on okay. Rudolph, right? Okay. But then Zimmer goes, whoa, 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 whoa. I want to challenge this call. And doesn't challenge the reversal of offensive pass interference, challenges defensive pass interference on it because they were both tussling the whole way, right? Okay. What happens? Well, here's the thing. The defender is allowed to make five yards, right? Within five yards. Yeah. That was still within the five yards. I don't think he ever really held him. I thought that he was trying to get closer to him because to me, Rudolph was pushing off the entire time. Yeah, he definitely. And then he fully him. extends his arm. Right. And if you go back to my Facebook status, I never said that play should have been overturned. I strictly feel like they should have at least looked at it. They they said, oh, well, they looked, they looked at to see if his feet were down. There's no way they looked in that 10 seconds of when they looked at it long enough to know that there was not pass interference. Yeah. There's no way. I they never thought about the, it like that. They looked at it to see if his feet were down. And he had both feet down, and he made the catch. That's all they looked at. Right. Which wasn't even close. I mean, of no. course he was in That's why I was back so fast. Right. Because they were like, oh, yeah, it's touchdown, game's over. Because you remember the, the commentators was Aikman and Buck? They were like, oh, they are going to look at it. And they were like, that's the game. It's like, you literally just said they were going to look at it. Yeah. I don't know. But I hope we never run into something like that happening, because that would ruin a good thing real quick. Because overall, it was a good game. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame that it had to come down to something like that again for the Saints. Uh, but you win some, you lose some. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you saw that, by the way, too, but Brandon Ingram got screwed on a play, right? Was on a coach's challenge? Two nights after, kind of. It was game game-winning point. Did he push off? No, he drives, and Gobert murders him. And literally tackles him out of bounds, but fouls him in the air too. And they they end up not calling it, and then they can't challenge it to add a foul at the end of the game. And so Utah wins. But it was, I thought, man, New Orleans, some, somebody's got something out against New Orleans. Number one is mad. It just, I think they just called him for a push-off. Yeah. And now he's playing, he was just playing defense with his hands behind his back. <laughs> I love that move. Um, That's what I do when I tell people to shoot. Yeah. So, Louisville played two games since our last episode. Saturday, we played uh, a team that impressed me a lot whenever I watched them play in person. Uh, Florida State. Yeah. I know you've been you've been somewhat high on Florida State. I, just, I feel like you've heard I've heard you say a couple of good things about them. I think they were underrated at the beginning of the year. I think those lo- be like preseason beginning of the year. Yeah. I think those early losses knocked them out of the conversation, but I think. As always, they've got a long, athletic, competitive team. And I don't think they're an easy win for anybody. They shot 52% against us. Yeah. 52%. That's amazing. For the entire game. It wasn't just one. They shot 56 in the first half. Right. So, And they did get some high percentage looks, but still, 52% is very impressive. Absolutely. Uh, 
I don't know what you're doing here, bud. So, we lose the game on Saturday. Um, Jordan Jordan Wara comes back out of his hole that he was in for the UK game and absolutely just obliterates Florida State. That's what surprised me, though. In a losing effort, he had a monstrous game in a big, important game as well, too. But yeah. just couldn't. Yeah, I think, what did he end up with? 34, I believe? Ish. 34. He had 21 at halftime. Yeah. I believe. And, yeah, I mean, he, he played pretty well, but it was I, – I, it's something that's been in a, a reoccurring theme with this team. We don't get Stephen Enoch the ball enough, in my opinion. Stephen Enoch, when he – but here's the other thing. Stephen Enoch has also got – he has got to do his work early. Seal low. It's something that I've spoken on the entire time he's been here. Um, I do think that he has gotten a lot better at finishing around the rim, so it's helped him a little bit. But it's also still building on that bad habit that he has. When he seals low, he's un- almost unstoppable right. because he's so wide and he's so long. He's got that nice half hook over his right shoulder exactly. with his left hand. When he gets the- when he seals you low, you're either going to have to foul him or he's dunking or, or half hooking the ball. Yeah, every time. And he lets guys push him out where he's catching the ball above the half circle. And then he either settles for that turnaround jumper or he shoots a long half hook or tries to do a drop step and stumble sometimes. Like, that's the thing that I feel like he can improve on more than anything. And it would make him, a, a, I feel like, a decent role player in the NBA. Yeah. Because of his size and length and his decent and his decent shooting touch. He's got to do his work early and get lower post position. Yeah. And key on mismatches. I mean, I think when you're getting some of those switches, you got to be able to take advantage of it. Yeah. I mean, maybe his biggest thing that he doesn't do, though, is passing out of the post. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't want it to sound like I'm bad-mouthing Stephen Enoch because I feel like that guy in the in the years that he's been here has – actually, I'm not – he, he's been the biggest improvement, in my opinion, from anyone that's been here. Because, Warrior, you already saw stuff here when he first started. Enoch, when he first got here, it was like – should this guy even be on the court? I liked him coming from UConn, though. I mean, UConn, he only averaged like three and two. Right. I'm just saying as a – I don't think – I think the days of post-play and having a dominant big and winning games because of that are past us. I think you still can do it, but I think you're going to have to have much more than that. So, Isn't, isn't it weird how different the college to the NBA game is, though? Because in, the, in college, you still have big men. And That's it's right. like, where do these big men go now? Well, and even just look at it. We were talking about Garrison Brooks the other night having that 35-11 and 11 game. And think about it. All of that, I mean, he did make 17 out of his 18 free throws. Yeah. So think about half of his points. I mean, just under half of his points came from the free throw line. But all of that was on post touches, post moves, offensive rebounds, mid-range jumpers. Like, when I say mid-range, I mean free throw line. Like, he, he's not shooting threes. So, yeah, you're right. In the college game, you can get points and you can score an efficient pace. But I think your first move has to be an aggressive move to the rim and then set up your offense. I mean, secondary fast breaks are very important, too. I think people don't fully understand what a secondary fast break is and how many high percentage looks you can get off of that. I think that's the thing that's missing in the game today at the college level is you drive hard, you push, and then all of a sudden you go, nothing's there, pull it back out and run a set. Well, yes, but also take a look at that secondary fast break because you're going to get some wide open back door cuts to the rim. You're going to get some open threes. 
I love the three in transition. I love the three off the offensive rebound, and three is obviously worth more than two. Obviously, yes, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I, Louisville comes out the next game yesterday and plays Miami and starts the game out and starts blowing them away early. Yeah. I and, thought Miami was watching uh, North Carolina the other night. I thought that's what happened. Yeah. And then, like Louisville has fallen into since really the Texas Tech game, they got complacent. Right. I don't understand this team sometimes with this complacency. Put teams away. You keep letting these teams stay around. You're going to do this to a good team, and they're going to beat you. And, I mean, they've already lost to, to uh, Texas Tech, Kentucky, and Florida State. We we play in one of the toughest college basketball conferences that there are that there is. I mean, you all get Cole Anthony back. You all will be another. You all will be another good team. I'm not saying you all will be a great team, but you all will be another good team in this league. Right. That, and, and that's the thing. Well, man. I think like with Cole Anthony on the court, they they can compete with a lot of teams. Without yeah. him on the court, there it was like we were talking about. Roy said the other night, they've got to have their A game to compete. Uh, if they don't have their A game, it's it's not going to be much of a game with most of the teams in the ACC at all. So I, I don't know. I'm not giving up on this team. I feel like a lot of our fans have, and it's kind of annoying to hear it, and it's yeah. kind of annoying to see because, I mean. I think I might have showed you the video if I didn't. No, I haven't showed you the video from Florida State, but I'll show you the one from yesterday. It's nuts how many people just, like, give up on this team. And then they're like, oh, well, like early in the season, look, they're not playing hard. It's like, dude, all it's going to take is two losses and you stop showing up anyway. Right. Like, this team has three losses. They've lost uh, two of the three losses were to ranked teams. The other one was a team that was ranked before. And they may be ranked again. I think I saw yesterday that they're ranked again, Texas Tech. They lost to three solid teams. I hate that stuff, too, because I think you can be realistic and say that there's a chance your team can lose or whatever. Yeah. But don't stop supporting them because of that. Yes. And then people wonder, oh, are you down on our fans again? Quit telling people how to be fans. I'm not telling you. I'm just telling you to be a fan if you claim to be one. Right. That's my biggest thing. If you claim to be a fan and you have tickets to a game and you quit going because – you got upset because of the, because they lost. We're going to lose games. When's right. the last time a team went undefeated in college basketball? Right. 1976, for those who are going to try to get. That's the last time a team has gone undefeated in college basketball. It's not going to happen. It, in today's game, with the, just the way kids are now, with how, how so many kids are so young they play now. Right. It's just not going to happen. They're not going to go undefeated. It's frustrating. And I think, by the way, that team that went undefeated in 76, I think their bowl team lost because of that undefeated season. Did you watch that bowl game? <laughs> I did. Oh, uh, man. I felt so bad for Mac at that game. Yeah. It's not, Mac has a two-month-year-old daughter who learned heartbreak at a young age. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually texting with him because in New Year I was at, uh, I was at uh, what's it called, uh, Hilltop. Yeah, I was like, "Hey, man, you ain't doing anything." I know you probably are because you just, you know, recently a father. He was like, "We're actually up packing." I was like, "Packing for what?" He was like, "Going to Jacksonville." I was like, "Oh, nice! You're going to the ball game?" He was like, "Yep." I was like, "That's awesome, man." Yeah, he told us about it, and I was shocked that he was going, and I was even more shocked that he was taking his two month daughter. Yeah, (laughs) that's classic. Yeah, so uh, we're watching North Carolina right now. They uh, well, they lost to Georgia Tech the other day, and blowout yeah so have you heard anything on the cole anthony front 
A, is it a long, how much longer? Or B, is it is he going to come back? So the update I've heard is Monday was three weeks, which was not really an update. That's just... How long did they say he was out for? Four to six was okay. the original uh, assessment. Um, now, obviously, I just used a calendar to tell you that that was three weeks, so that wasn't an update. The update is that Roy is still projecting him at that four to six week range. If you look on the calendar, there's a couple of games that are two-day windows, and there's a couple of important games coming up as well, too. I would suggest him playing, I think it was the 27th of January, roughly. But there's a couple of games that he could get his feet wet. He could get his feet wet in one game ACC play before playing a good team. I forget what those games fall on the schedule as. But, yeah, four to six weeks is still the projected timetable. And as of right now, he is still projected to come back. So, if he doesn't, I understand his decision. I want to see him play some more games in the Tar Heels jersey. Yeah, you all play us February the 22nd. I know that. So, yeah. you said the 27th, you all play NC State at NC State. I mean, think about it. Technically, he could be back Monday. He's already back in the weight room. Yeah. So, you all have Clemson. Right. Pittsburgh again. Virginia Tech, Miami, NC State, Boston College. But if you look at the dates of those games, that's what I was looking at more than the... So you have the 11th, the 18th, the 22nd, 25th, 27th, 1st. Right. So that's why I would play them the 27th, mm-hmm. because then you've got four days off, whereas some of those others are a two-day window. Well, no, you don't have... Or Yeah, I guess you do, because February is the one that's a short month. Yeah. And then, because February, just judging by that, that means February is going to be right. when you play all of your all's best teams from the ACC. I mean, that's besides you, you all... I think you all are an upper echelon ACC team. We're, no, we're in February. Oh, you are February. So you all have in February. I thought you just said us. When you... No, you all play us February 22nd. Right. Virginia. So you all play Florida State, Duke, Virginia, us. Um, and I I mean, I know you play NC State in January. NC State's kind of a tweener team for me. That's right. Uh, like some days they're, oh, man, they could be a, a decent, you know, Round of 32, maybe sweet 16 team. And then the other times, like, I could see them playing in the NIT. Johnson is that same way for me, though, where I'm, I don't, like, I watch him play games. I'm like, man, he's a great player. And then I watch him not show up for games or get in foul trouble or, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sold on that. I think they've got a great coach, though. I think we Thunderbrook want, is good. We watched their point guard play together. We watched them play at uh, KLB. KLB. Was it Braxton Beverly? Yep. Yeah. So that moves us to our power moves, man. How many power moves you got? Thirty-seven. How many you really got? I got one. I think two. All right, we'll go ahead and throw one out there, then, and I'll throw my mine second. All right. So my first one I'm gonna start with is just a subtle one, right? It's uh, Miami of Ohio. I don't know if you saw this. I, I, not so far, no. I don't have anything. Bowl game the other night. You're down 27-17 with three minutes and ten seconds approximately left in the game clock. It's fourth down on the goal line, and your center can't snap the football. They run the shotgun. Poor, poor choice. So my beef's coach, what are, you, what are you doing running the shotgun on, on the goal line? Then... Ends up being a 23-yard loss because he throws it or snaps it low and left. Can't do that. 
<laughs> so first beef of the evening goes to the Miami. Well, this is of, a power move. Oh. Well, dude, why did I read my paperwork wrong then? I have no idea. Beef's always last. Yeah, I know, but I, I think I was a little delirious there. I, 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 you threw me off when I was reading. So I'll give a subtle one then. Shout out to your boy Damian Lee getting to the full contract, guaranteed contract. They actually cut Marquise Chris, who has played well this year, just to give him that contract. So that's your that's your power move is him getting the that yeah one of them that is that is a dope uh, power move yeah I had to give you know this is a U of L based podcast obviously I'm not a U of L fan but I've I've also said that I didn't think Damian Lee deserved to be on that roster and I take back everything I've said for this year because he's played really well this year he's been a guy who's came in I think he's averaging at almost 13 a game and that was very surprising for me. Yeah, well, the game the game that I watched him was on Christmas, and he looked really, really good. Yeah, he's played well most of the year. I so mean, later, he in the year he's came on better, like you mentioned from the, around Christmas time. But so, uh, did you see Tom Brady's Instagram post today? No. So Tom Brady announced via Instagram that he is for sure coming back. The way I read coming it, coming back, it almost. It almost felt like he was saying in that Instagram post that he was coming back to New England. No one has else has said that, but that's what it felt like to me when I read it. So he's a free agent? He technically could be, yeah, if, they, if we don't re-sign him. So here's my thing, though. He ended he ended the entire thing. It's a pretty long post, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. Yeah. But he, in, he ended the entire thing with, long story short, I'm coming back because he still has things to prove. Unfinished business. He said, I have things to prove, which to me should show any kid anywhere that thinks that they're done working. A guy that has won six Super Bowls, three MVPs, and four Super Bowl MVPs is coming back at the age of 42 because he still thinks he has things to prove. I think old Bobby Kraft had the hookup and gave him a good deal on a uh, massage parlor down in Florida. Maybe so. (laughs) But that should prove to you, man, that in order to be as great as you want to be, you should never think that, you know, you should never get complacent with the championship or just one championship or one MVP. Yeah. You'll get them all. I mean, it was, it's, it's kind of goes back to that Derrick Rose statement. It's like, why can't I win MVP? Like, why can't you? The only thing that's stopping you from doing that is you, except for like us. We're very unathletic. Slow white guys. Yeah. That's but, genetics, bro. Yeah. That's just factual evidence. But I'll give you another short one. You got to give a shout out to Vince Carter. Only player to play in four decades. So dope. Technically, we couldn't have done it on the last episode, even though it was January 1st when we did it. He hadn't played in the game yet. Got to give him a shout-out on this episode. Yes. Now, what I want to have happen, and let's see. I, I wanted to see your opinion on this. I want Vince to retire from the NBA. Right now? No. If go ahead and finish the year out. I thought he pretty much already said this was his last year. Essentially, but I, I think... Give him his credit. Let him go ahead, go out in style. Well, the reason why I want him to retire, I want him in the big three. This <laughs> this summer, Vince Carter in the big three. Make it happen, Ice Cube. Make it happen. I think we're going to need Michael Rappaport to make it happen, actually. I don't know if Ice Cube I think close people to are starting to hate Michael Rappaport. Oh, I think they always did. I think yeah. he embraces that. No, I don't think everyone always did because he was on Chappelle's show. So they didn't always have Michael Rappaport. Yeah, they, I mean, I think, I don't know anybody who's 
likes Michael Rappaport. Like, who was it that got in that almost fought him last year? Everybody. No, it was somebody like pretty prevalent on the big three. Yeah, he was interviewing him on the sideline, and he kept like getting real close to him, and they and he told him to get away. Birdman and Catino Mobley and everybody. That's why I'm telling you. This person was sitting on the sideline, and he, you're thinking of Catino. It might have been him. Yeah, Catino said, "Don't." Come near me before I put my paws on you or yeah. something like that. I yeah, forget what it was, but yeah. Or you you think you're something, something. I don't remember what it was. But, yeah, I'm telling you, that's the play with the big – oh, good catch there. That's the play with big three, though, is he's the villain, which is what he always is. You know what I mean? But still, that's what I want to see. I want to see Vince Carter competing in the big three. Now I'll give you my full-fledged, important power move, okay? Um. I don't know if you've heard of a little young lady by the name of Jade Rope Tolbert. She was previously on The Bachelor. I know you're a big Bachelor fan. She was actually on the second season of Bachelor in Paradise, in case you were watching at home. But the reason why I mention her name is because she actually won a million-dollar fantasy football contest on the wildcard games. So it was a $25 entry, 150 entry max, And some of the players she won with were Deshaun Watson, Dalvin Cook, and DK Metcalf, who torched the Eagles, by the way. Shocker there, who the Eagles did not draft him. They drafted J.J. Ortega-Whiteside and said, you know, not bitter or anything. Um, But the reason why this is a story is because there was a collusion. Shout out to all of our uh, league watchers. But there was a collusion accusation that was about her husband, Tanner Tolbert, who's a known high-volume fantasy player. But he's the guy who she met on The Bachelor in Paradise second season. They were married in 2016. Now, let me just tell you a little bit about their life, okay? Let's see if you get a little jelly over here. They live in California. What part of California? I'm not going to say that. But jelly? You're a little bit jelly. I like California. You don't like the taxes. But I've only been to San Diego. You don't like paying for the paper bags. Or the plastic bags. It's just bags in general. Bags. Yeah. I mean, who? Come on. Um, they work as social media influencers. You're jealous. Out of 300 entries, though, that they put in, because 150 were put in by the husband, 150 were put in by the wife, only 298 of them were unique. <laughs> So needless to say, not many of them matched up. In fact, all of them but one didn't match up. The Tolberts are denying any wrongdoing because it, it's well stated that you can't team up like that because um, it's 150 play max. And now the accusation is that they did team up. So they're denying any wrongdoings. They're saying they did not coordinate their entries. The Tolberts also stated that it was pure luck. I love that. That was a classic line there. That was a direct quote from the husband. And they question, this is where the power move comes into play. They question if the winner was male and somebody who wasn't in the public eye would DraftKings even investigate this matter. (laughs) So that's where you pull out the sex card, bro. When in doubt, pull it out. (laughs) I don't think you're. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't No, I don't think you should do that. I could see how that would be mistaken by multiple pieces there but i'm talking about pulling out the sex card go ahead and use the oh it was because i'm a female card that always works and they also mentioned that they had lost seven 
13 straight weeks. So that helps their argument as well. So needless to say, they're probably going to end up winning the million dollars. Got to give a shout out to a former bachelor. I guess you call her a winner. I have no idea. Never watched any of those episodes. So the funniest thing about it was when she was in the lead, she she was 53rd, I think is what I read in the article. A big article on ESPN. And when DK Metcalf, what was that, a 53-yard touchdown? Yeah. Whatever it was, and ends up making that play, she jumps up to number one. And so DraftKings extended her a rose, which I guess is a... Um, I think that means you stay. Yeah. It's a bachelor yeah. correlation, whatever that Majigima thing so is. So I got breaking news here. What? Boop, 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 breaking news. So I was pulling up the person that... Uh, tweeted something about my beef so I could read you the exact quote for it. Yeah. And in doing that, I found out, former Louisville great Luke Hancock to explore forming a Cardinals alumni team for TBT 2020. Finally. And I had informed you that this was going to happen, what, four or five months ago? How? But not because of him, but because of someone that had told me that they would be a guest on the podcast. Do you remember that? Do you remember me talking about uh, messaging with someone on Instagram that said that when they came back to Louisville to try to form that team, that they would come on the podcast? No. Well, I will I will remind you after the episode so that people aren't like, oh, who? Because people are going to text me and ask me who it is anyway. Of course. But I... Uh, I kind of remember, but I don't remember. Yeah, it's... Um, that makes me even more excited about it now because now it's coming to fruition. Yeah. Because I had uh, messaged with this person a good amount of times, and he's messaged me back a lot of times. I'm interested to see what team they're going to put together because well, it, it's not going to be NBA guys. It can't be NBA guys, right? No. But it can be professionals. So I guess technically it could be NBA guys. No? I mean, you're or like former NBA guys? Is what you're saying? No, it could be former, but why can't it be NBA guys? What's their TBT's rules? I know when I watch it, you don't see, like, uh, what was the guy who uh, was on the Spurs, and then he also played on the Sixers last year? Oh, I'm not sure. Jonathan Simmons. Okay. He played in the TBT last year. Played for Overseas Elite, So, but he wasn't on an NBA roster. You remember when we talk about him now? Yeah. That's who. That's who the the original person was. They mentioned to me about them doing that. I think they're getting Russ Smith. Um, I don't know where he's playing right now, but you have to have Russ Stickulous. Wouldn't be surprised if they got a former guest that was on our podcast too. O'Bannon. Yeah, would not be surprised. I'm just thinking, man. You got to put you got to put some pieces together. That tournament's legit. That scarlet and gray team that won last year. Right there, Carmen's he, crew. This person said it right there. I said, I'd love to have you on the podcast at some point, working hard on a TBT team. I'd love to come by. Oh. So, I had the inside scoop early, bro. That's right. I had it. That was last, that was a while ago. Dude, TBT is an underrated tournament. Great tournament. A lot of great names. Guys playing hard. Good basketball, too. So, how many beefs do you got? 12. I already gave you one of them. Yeah. How many more do you have after that? Two. You have two more? Yeah, one more. Uh, two more. I got two more. Because I, I can't decide if I want mine to... I, yeah, I want mine to be last because it's going to be another tirade. All right, I got two more. All right. So you want me to go first or the second? 
You can go ahead and go first because I want mine to be last. All right. Because I really want people to remember mine. Well, jeez, bro. Not to say that they're, but I, you're going to agree with mine. This isn't looking so good for my lock of the week and for my North Carolina Tar Heels. But what I'm going to go, that's not my beef. I'm going to go with the beef. You know, I think everybody's got, you know, work is something that most of us do, right? And yeah. And in work, you know, you don't get to choose everything that happens. Okay. So, yeah. so recently, you know, you get the desk moved around and I'm, you know, I'm good with moving the desk around. And, uh, in, in our work, uh, I've learned from taking our test about, uh, discrimination. And I forget what the other things are. You're not allowed to make fun of people for how old they are. You're not allowed to make fun of people for how tall they are, for how skinny they are, for how ugly they are. Basically just how they look and how old they are. There's a lot of things you're not allowed to make fun of them of, but you know what you can make fun of them for? What's that? Their college education. So I'm not going to do any of that. You know what I'm going to say? This is my beef, okay? To get my desk moved, right? And, And where I am sitting now smells like a... What's it called? A, no. Um, what's the places where? Uh, oh, nursing home. Okay. It smells like a nursing home, and this is what I want you to envision. Have you have you ever been close to LeBron James when he does his pregame ritual? I have not. You know what I'm referencing, right? Yeah. Put, put I've some been to the, the barber shop before. Okay. Put some of the powder on his hands. Throws it up in there. This every day now, my desk smells like somebody has bathed in LeBron James's pregame ritual. It's a, it's the craziest thing in the world. So that's that's my first. Beef. Let's be fair. It could smell worse. Yeah. Well, it could have smelled like they didn't bathe at all. Sometimes I flatulate on purpose. <laughs> I don't know if that has anything to do with it. That was as old as what that person probably is. I didn't say that. I can't say that. That You said it without saying it. No, I just stated that it smelled like a nursing home. This is what happens. The baby powder gets stuck in wrinkles, and it's (laughs) unable. Now you're saying they're old. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, we all got wrinkles. Some more prevalent than others. Some older than others. Yeah. By the way, I've always what is that thing right there on? Is it Juju beans? No, I mean, it's right here on the bottom of that buffalo. Right, I have that. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Good, good purchase on my behalf. I also just got twenty-one silver eagle bullion cubes, bullion coins, bitcoins. Yep. Got to invest in the precious metals, bro. A lot of fluidity in the market. Yeah. Yeah, so you're going to give a beef? I thought you had two of them. Oh, you're one years ago last. Why did I do? So my next one is actually a good beef, though. Not not like that last beef. Because there was statute of limitations on that beef. You know, off there, I, I got a little more intense with it, right? <laughs> That's definitely his rib cage. He's got a extra rib. He's like Adam. Um, but legitimate beef. I don't know if you've seen this, but the XFL is making some major changes. Okay. And this is the thing. But is the season started? No. Okay. Not yet. And that's the beautiful thing about the XFL is it doesn't start until after. I'm, I don't know the exact date. Probably conflicts a little bit with the Super Bowl, but I think it's after the Super Bowl. And it's very intelligent on their part. And they've made a lot of strides to try to make this a competitive league, right? But yeah. they're shooting themselves in the foot because what they're doing is they're changing their rules, which in theory sound awesome. But what you've got to do is, as a company, think of how you're going to get players. And 
everybody knows what's the NFL built around? Players. players. You don't have a product without the players. And so the rules that they changed were essentially designed to add danger to the game. The commissioner was actually quoted as saying that, and he's referencing the fans. Isn't the commissioner Vince McMahon? No. he He's part the owner or something, yeah. But there's, there's a different commissioner. Uh, but he's quoted as saying, and, and this is in the middle of his comment, they also, he referencing the fans, they also didn't want to be complicit when it comes to player safety. <laughs> that was his quote. So I'm sure everybody wants to play in that, right? But the, the changes that were made that were good, they, they made three options on the PAT. They made a one point from the two-yard line, a two-point option from the three-yard line, and then for some reason they did a three-point option from the ten-yard line. What one play, you know, no kicking, so there's no field goals, no PAT field goals. But to me, that's going to be fun to watch after you score a touchdown. That happens, right? Now they also changed something that I thought was very cool: the offense or the home team, excuse me, um, determines who gets the ball. So they can call it at the beginning of the game what they want to do. I also think they changed the rule on the one foot inbounds catching back to the college rule. Uh, I like that as well for the professional game. And they're going to have nine officials on the field to help quicken the ball spot, not to throw more penalties, to quicken the ball spot. Um, Now, they also changed the overtime rules. Chances of it going into overtime are not great because of that PAT rule that I mentioned to you, the one, two, and three-point plays. But they also have a basically a shootout scenario where they'll go five single-play possessions from the five-yard line, and they will quicken the game speed by having a running clock. Love that as well, too. Clock will only stop after – or clock won't stop after an incomplete pass. They won't stop after out-of-bounds. Only two minutes left in the game will that happen before halftime in the game. They also will have a 10-minute halftime, so you don't have to listen to people give their analysis between the game. Um, home team, as I mentioned, will begin with the ball, but they'll choose to kick, receiver, defer. So that that's all sounds great, right? Yeah. Now, once again, they messed up with the safety because what they did was <laughs> the opposite of what the NFL studies are saying. And the NFL has obviously put a lot of work into studying this. The kickoff is designed to discourage touchbacks and increase the likelihood of a return. That's not going to end well for a lot of their phenomenal players. And then the punts are designed to encourage returns as well, too. So the punts, I'd have to look at it again. But you actually don't get to leave the line of scrimmage until they receive it or until the ball's been on the ground for three seconds. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How are you? So, yeah, XFL does a million good things, right? and then ruins it because they're not going to have any healthy players or not going to get any big-name players to sign because of their key on safety. So beef with you, Vince McMahon. So Louisville lost to Kentucky on the 28th. Yeah. And Jordan Ward did not play well. Do you agree with both those statements? Yes, especially the first one. So – Last night, Louisville plays Miami. Moore uh, plays well again. Two straight games. Bounce back from the Kentucky game like I mentioned earlier. And uh, someone asked him a question, and he mentions that 
uh, he realized that he's let people down with how he played in the UK game. He said, everyone tells you not to look at social media, but, you know, you can't help it. You do anyway. And he says, you know, I see the things that people say. And, you know, I realize from the stuff that people say that uh, what I do affects people more than what I thought. So they ask a different question. Well, then someone comes back to it. Says, well, what kind of stuff did did people say to you? And was it to him or about this him? was those to are him. two different. Oh, Someone man. sent him a message. Yeah, and this was the exact quote from that. So, uh, Jordan Wara said he definitely saw the criticism after the UK game. And here's the quote: "I had someone message me telling me they wanted they want to kill me after a fifteen dollar bet. Oh. I was like, shoot, <laughs> you're worried about a fifteen dollar bet? You've got bigger issues than me." Yeah. So one, here's the thing. That that dude is 21, 22 years old. He's playing a game. Right. And you got mad at him because he had a bad game and you bet $15 on this game and lost. Right. So first off, he's a kid. Second off, you're betting on a game. Third off, that dude is a human being and you're writing someone a message to let them know that you want them dead, no longer breathing, no longer on this earth, because they didn't play well in a game right. that you made the mistake of betting on. Despicable. So my beef is with the coward that hides behind a Twitter handle. I think we should find out who he is and get I, him on the podcast. I wish we could find out who it is. I really wish we could. Jordan, reach out to us. Let us know who it is. I don't think he would do that, but um, as far as letting people know who it was. No, he doesn't have to let people know. He but just has to let us is, know. And if you listen to the podcast, I yeah. wouldn't care if you stopped listening to it. Yeah. Because to me, you're not the type of person that I would want to associate with myself at all. You're a terrible person, whoever would go out of their way to say that stuff. But you don't wish they were dead. But I don't wish they were dead. That's right. Especially not if they're a kid. I don't wish they were dead in any in any year in any level of life. You know what? I'm gonna agree with you on most of the stuff, but once you get really, really old, what's the point of living? <laughs> well, that's a that's something that you should leave to that person if they're in the right mind. Euthanization. <laughs> Euthanasia. Euthanasia. The euthanasia are very prevalent, even though they're only allowed one child per household. Yeah. Right. I don't. That wasn't what I was going with, but. Mm. But that's my beef. Like, the fact that someone would be so ignorant to go out of their way to write a kid to let him know that he wants him dead because he his team lost his him a $15 bet. Why? You're no, a piece of garbage, whoever that is that wrote that. I joke around about other stuff, but that's pretty sad, to be honest. Like, that, that kind of, like, hurts my heart more than I, it really makes me angry because it's just like I don't think that guy who wrote that genuinely wishes that he would die, but no, I don't think he understands. But how else can you take that if you're Jordan Moore? You know what I mean? Well, and he said it. I mean, yeah. why would you say that you wish they would die? But I don't think he understands the implications of that as well, too. First of all, what good is it doing sending that message there? That that doesn't make any sense to me. Why do you feel like a $15 bet is necessary on a game like that as well, too? You know what I mean? If you're going to make that bet, at least put a 20 down. Don't yeah. put 15 
Fifteen dollars, and you said you wish someone was dead. Oh. Just, I just wonder if it was like a big parlay that he had like twelve teams, and that still doesn't make it no legitimate. But to me, that makes it more understandable. Yeah, I mean the way Jordan Wara, he said at the time it definitely hurt his feelings because there was more things than that. There was another one where uh, someone took a picture of him at Outback Steakhouse the night of the game. Yeah, and uh, they were sitting behind him and said that I said I should throw this bread at his head to show him how to shoot free throws. Oh. And then when David Johnson sent it to him, he turned around and those people were already gone. So there was there's a lot of stuff like that's the other thing with social media. I learned a long time ago that it doesn't matter. I, I've never written a college player. I've never I don't know if I've ever written a professional player. I've talked about media before. But People well, you've never written them like that. You've written them like, "Hey, man, I'm a fan." Or, or well, no, I did badmouth one guy, but that was it. wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't like, "Hey, I hope you're dead" or anything like that. Now the truth's coming out. No, we need to know what happened. Um, I didn't even tag them. That was the thing. But I I wrote their name on there. Are you gonna tell us what happened? I'm gonna tell you, but I mean, most people know this story already. So this is a long time. This was probably seven or eight years ago. Something. So, something happened that made me mad by Matt Jones or Drew Franklin, one of the two. And I mentioned their name on on Twitter. <laughs> My phone blew up for two days with just KSR fans just, like, bad-mouthing me, telling me how big of a piece of crap I was and stuff, and, like, how they would fight me and, and all this stuff. And I was just like, man, I will never do this again. Yeah. And all I did was I, – I think it was – I think I said something like, man, I wish I could fight Matt Jones or something. <laughs> it was something like that. And then arm I, wrestle. Yeah. No, I mean, I really wanted to fight him. I think I can't remember what it was that happened, but yeah, I said something to that extent and then it got, he retweeted it. That's what it was. He retweeted it. And then my phone just blew up. I had to turn notifications off of my phone. It was blowing up so much. Trey McGowan's just pinched that guy's rear end. I did not see that. That's, that's my beef. He he dunks on my Tar Heels and then he grabs his own teammates rear end. That's not cool, bro. Please don't do that, Trey. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's my beef. <laughs> bring bring Matt Jones out. Where that? Where that? I don't, I don't know if I could have a conversation with that guy to be Hermson honest with you, man. Yeah. Like I feel like that would be one of our better episodes because I feel like I would I I wouldn't be able to hold back. Ooh. So. I'd play mediator. <laughs> I don't think you would. I think you would just laugh the entire time. Probably. I'd probably try to make it worse. I'm not good at mediating. I like yeah. to stir the pot, yeah. so to speak. Parker, by the way, Parker stirred the pot today with the text between me and Daniel. Uh oh. I'm not going to bring it up because I don't want it to sound like I'm bragging about anything. But Parker <laughs> definitely stirred the pot today. Uh, I, we've got a lot of friends who are notorious for stirring the pot. Yes. It's all in good fun. As long as it's all in good fun. Feelings can get hurt on occasion, but yes. friendships last a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, that's pretty much all we got, unless you got anything else. Yeah, well, lock of the week's already blown, by the way. Not if it goes to overtime. Yeah. So, guys, keep liking, keep sharing. Try to stay warm because it is cold. I'm going to be really cold in a couple weeks, man. What? I know you're going to Gallenberg. I'm going to Chicago. Ooh. I actually called four stores in Chicago to try to get those shoes today. Yeah. Didn't happen. <laughs> so keep liking, keep sharing, keep listening, and we will keep putting them out.
I think when are you going to Gatlinburg next week? Never. Oh, you're not going there? Allegedly. Oh, well, fair enough. Windy City out. Windy City out. So, <laughs> yeah. So, guys, most importantly, beef out.